welcome back to Nortex Radio, episode 15, our first together episode. Uh, it is December 12th. Cowboys just took W27 to 20 over the what the fuck football team. Um, good and bad game. Uh, what do you want to start with? Start with the first half because the second half is going to be difficult to talk about. Um, that first quarter, um, whole first half. Let's let's start with the uh, with the defense this game. Well, the defense looked good. Yeah, I don't have my shit broke down half by half. I'm not gonna lie. Um. <laughs> it, I mean, most of the uh, most of the stats that we're gonna talk about are first half stats. Um, that is you, true. You can tell. Um, 24 to nothing at halftime, right? Um, yeah. And then uh, we end up still pulling out the win, 27-20. But uh, first half looked great, and defense was all over the place. Um, you know, total, you know, total sacks, five. Um, big thing for me that I saw earlier was third down efficiency. Uh, yep. We held them three to 14. That showed early. Uh, we came out, and – uh, at one point, halfway through the second quarter, I think uh, Taylor Heineke still had a QBR of zero. Yeah, I think so, he had – he had, like, I want to say it was like 35 yards in the first half. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, as we dissect this, we'll see that that wasn't the pace for the entire game. But, yeah, um, first half was good. So, like, defensive line. At this oh, point, I, I don't even know how – what, what what Michael Parsons has to do for us to be surprised, for it to be new news for us, to talk about it. Like, it's not something that is expected at this point. Oh, yeah. The guy's a freak. Um, obviously, you know, rookie of the year. But we're, we're talking about, like, defensive player. Now. Yeah. We're, yeah, rookie of the year, barring injury, knock on wood, locked up. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year is definitely on the fucking table right yeah. now. We, we brought that up a while back, but now um, – the, the rest of the world is bringing that up. The rest of the football world is talking about that. Um, I think Dez brought it up a couple weeks ago. Um, Demarcus Lawrence has talked about it. And now you've got big time, big name guys. Oh, yeah. Starting to talk about it. Hey, Michael Parsons is no joke. So, um, huge, huge defensive game for us today. Offense, uh, we get into it, look at it. But defense was huge. First half was great. Randy Gregory, Michael Parsons. Oh yeah, what I think this is the first time since week one we've had yep. fucking Gregory Parsons, um, D Law, Gallimore all yeah. on the field since week one. And yeah. Jesus Christ, did it show? Yeah. Like I said, Micah two sacks, three tackles. Gallimore two tackles, one sack. Gregory one tackle, one pick, one sack. D Law tackle, one sack. I mean, it was just a fucking party for them. Yeah. Um, Even Dorrance Armstrong. Six, yeah, six or five or six, five tackles. Yeah, yeah, and was he the one that scored? Yeah, didn't he the get six? He got the yeah, he got the tutty, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah, the big boys on the defensive line, are fucking great. I mean, and and that's how good we are, healthy. Um, we got problems on the offense, but we'll get to that. But yeah, that fucking defense. Gregory's pick, ridiculous athletic play. Um. Stupid athletic. Yeah. If you look at yeah, tipped it to himself. Yeah, it was a double tip. Yeah. Um, so. But Jesus, I mean, he looked like a DB back there trying to reach up one hand and snag it. 
And then uh, oh, come on. Bill Gallimore, his sack. You, I don't know if I've ever seen it. I mean, I've seen you tackle the guy guarding you and the quarterback. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen you hurt both of them yeah, when he, you tackle both of them. Gallimore, Jesus Steve Christ. Just Steve Rowe. Yeah. You just tackle everybody and you fucking hurt them all. Yeah. So, I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> Took an offensive lineman. Went through him and put that offensive lineman into Taylor Heineke. It just—it looked like a crime scene. Three men go down, one man gets yeah, up. Bodies, the man with the star. Bodies laying all over the field. So uh, defense looked great. Line looked great. Um, me personally, I mean, maybe a couple of coverage decisions that we made, but other than that, I mean, the, the secondary didn't look. Yeah, extremely it, out of whack. It really wasn't that bad, and the score. The score is not on the defense's fault. Um, I mean, obviously, it ended up being a close game. Hell, we thought it was over five minutes left, and fuck, then we started sweating. Yeah. But it wasn't the defense's fault. The defense looked fucking great, but the two picks for sure, I mean, especially the one late with five minutes left in the fourth. I mean, Greg Olson, we was talking about it, Said he didn't see it. He was looking straight at the fucking guy. I mean, Dax on. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what Greg Olson, Kevin Burkhardt are talking about today. That even even from the view they were showing at that point, like it looked like Dak had telegraphed that pass. Like there, I just don't. It just seemed like a bad decision. Um, he, I think he definitely knew the second that he threw it. Just uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Dak, Dak did not look 100% today. Um, I mean, stat-wise, 22 for 39, 211 yards, one tutty, two picks. But, I mean, the two picks were brutally thrown balls. Um, he had a lot of overthrows, had a lot of underthrows. I mean, there even wasn't a whole on. lot. Of, yeah, even early on, there wasn't a whole lot of the throws that he was hitting receivers in stride in their routes. It's just yeah. Dak didn't look like himself today. So, I mean, that that's a – I think that was probably our biggest question mark of the day on what we got to fix. Is I don't know the reasoning, but Dak Dak's got to wake up. That was the bad one. Yeah, I agree. We uh, no Tony Pollard today, and we uh, the win was the run game. I mean, it's almost like another one of those games, man. Like it, it, we looked great in the first half. Um, thankfully, we did what we needed to do to get the dub in the second half. Um, Corey Clement. Stepped up, carried the ball a little bit. Nothing spectacular, but hey, it's a it's a role playing game. So, oh yeah, worked out worked out for us. Um, I mean, we had that long break. Hopefully, it, it I mean it, it paid off. We'll see where we're at going forward. Um, biggest thing we can take away from that is that's a huge division win. From, oh yeah! If anyone was breathing down on our necks, it was Washington Football Team. So um, that's a big divisional head-to-head win. Another division game next week, and then Washington again. So, yeah, that that's what's huge for us. Is I mean, we have a good division lead. We're two games up on Washington. Just beat them, so that gives us three games, two and a half over the Eagles with yeah. their bye week. Um, and then, like you said, we got the Giants, Washington, and Philly. Three of our last four games. Yeah. So, I mean. With a three-game lead in the division and three division games coming up, I mean, that's huge for us. Um, especially, I mean, everybody knows we got a weak division. So, yep. we should win all three. But, hell, you win two of the three. I mean, we should walk out of this pretty fucking easy. So, still no reason to sweat. More so, let's get healthy. 
Everybody get on the same fucking page. January, let's fucking go. Um, I don't have a whole lot to hit on left. I mean, like I said, Zeke's bit Zeke's beat up. He's been beat up for the past fucking four or five weeks. We know it. Uh, Twelve for forty-five. Um, Corey is the third string. Did a really good job. Thirteen for forty-four. I mean, for a third string, you really can't ask yep. for a lot more. Uh, Dak's got to look better. Dak's got to do better. But other than that, seeing that defense fucking healthy is beautiful. I mean, yeah. they wrecked fucking shot today. So. Uh, healthy cowboy defense is fucking scary. Yeah, overall, our uh, our fucking decision making stuff with Dak, it just it seems sluggish. That's the only word I know how to describe him. He's always been a real dynamic, not just playmaker, but decision maker. And it seems like some of these decisions he makes are just very hesitant, sluggish. You know, whatever you want to call it. So hopefully he gets that shit figured out. Oh yeah. Hopefully TP is on the way back. We'll get that all figured out. Little, little shout out. Um, I don't remember what play it is, and you might hit me up. Uh, we were talking about Randy Gregory talking his shit to the fans. We love it. Um, anytime big play, big defensive stop, you see him on the sideline running that fucking mouth. And he's a grown fucking man. Talk that shit. Yep. You know those people in the stands talking their shit. <laughs> Some play in the fourth, and I don't remember which one it was. The, uh, it was the uh, Kyle Allen fumble. Oh, yeah. That they were reviewing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gets hit, fucking knees knocked down. He throws it straight up, fumbles it. Connor literally goes, give us the Gregory. Give us the Gregory cam. You want the Gregory cam. Go straight to him, and he's sitting there at the fucking fans like, yeah, fuck y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> I truly believe that. I think Randy Gregory is a great player. I think he loves playing football, but I truly believe he loves crowd interaction. Oh, Pos- yeah. Positively, negatively. Like, you see it both. If you watch, you know, any of the stuff that comes out during the week, the sounds from the sidelines or any, like, even his press conferences and stuff like that. Like, even when he's interacting with Cowboys fans, like, he's always having everybody up. And then he is he's so fucking loyal to the team. Oh, yeah. Like, he's – and every other team, like their fan base, he is up at the wall on the bench talking shit. Yeah. And he backs it up. He backs it up today. He got a, you know, a, uh, you know, forced fumble that sealed the game for us. So. Oh, yeah. And so so if, if, you, if you haven't noticed, you're listening, next Sunday, pay attention to the Randy Gregory game. Yeah. Because after a big fucking play, big stop, whatever happens on the defense, Randy's going to be over there telling the fucking opposing team what he fucking thinks. Yeah, he's a super animated player, which is exactly what this is. Like, yeah. That's a – it's another DeMarcus Lawrence that we have, and uh, and it's cool. It, that I, I, I've never played sports professionally, but I feel like to an extent that does get into your head. Oh, um, yeah. It, when someone is doing it as frequently – and as efficiently as Randy Gregory does it, this shit gets into your head. Yeah, and, and when we were talking about it earlier, about how fired up he is, and like Connor said, like he loves just the interaction even more than fucking playing. If you're a Cowboy fan, especially go to Cowboy games, you know how fired up Michael Irvin is. Randy Gregory is our next Michael Irvin. When this dude's done playing, he's going to be a fucking Cowboy for life. Probably just go ahead and throw his number up in the ring of honor. Because this dude's going to talk shit for the Cowboys until he goes six feet under. So, yep. 
<laughs> a lot of love for Gregory yeah. out there. Shout out, Randy Gregory. Also, creeping on Jersey Boy. Yeah, no ship. One last touch on the Cowboys for a week. Did you see that they um, we flew in our own benches? <laughs> yeah, that shit. I saw <laughs> where they uh, we even had to contract a company out of Cleveland to arrange and transport everything. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> wow! This is the, the the that's the ultimate Jerry Jones move. Oh yeah, there was a there was a part of the game today. I was thinking to myself, it show it cut to Jerry Jones in the suite, and I was like, I wonder if other owners and other teams are ever like, Hey Jerry, we don't have anywhere for you, like just because <laughs> he does petty shit like this. Yeah, like, and and the greatest part of all is Washington's field crew had to go pick up yeah. their fucking benches to move them. Yeah, for us to bring ours in. Yeah, like hey. Y'all go pick this shit up and get it out of the way yeah. because ours first, are going in. First time that shit's ever happened. And you know, just like big dick energy. People <laughs> like, I saw a couple of like steel shots of just the entire, is that FedEx field? Yeah. Just everything. Watch the football team. And then you just have white and blue yeah. Dallas Cowboys bitches <laughs> all along the sideline. So Jerry does some dumb shit, but there's some shit that I do love from that man. Yeah. So I definitely, I, it makes me wonder. I know owners, GMs, stuff like that. They just want to be like, how in the fuck can we keep Jerry Jones from coming to these games? And there's no way to do it. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. He's absolutely he's the fucking owner of the, you know, America's the richest sports franchise. So yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely going to find a way to make it. He's going to continue to do petty shit like that. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he didn't care how much that cost, he didn't care what he had to just the amount of division level pettiness that that was for him. Yes, don't make a fuck. Like, and now we're going to New York next week. Are we taking the benches? Look for them. Yeah, look for them. keep keep your eyes out. You're listening. Yeah. Look for the benches on the fucking side. Look for the the shit. Division rival. Might be the especially after all of the attention it's got. Like, oh yeah, be, be on the lookout. Jerry loves that shit. Yeah, you're crazy if you don't think Jerry's following Twitter. Yeah, so. and we love that shit. We love that shit out of Jerry. Jerry does some dumb shit, but we love that petty yeah. shit. Good thing he's going to live forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll be, along, be around as long as we're fucking doing this. Yeah. yeah. Giants next week. Um, another big division game. It'd be fucking great to go in that one, too. Um, like we said, three out of the next four, we got three division. Giants, Washington, then Cardinals, then back with Philly. So – um, good way to round out the season, stay healthy. Um, anything else on them right now? No, nah, we'll see how we do Sunday. We'll, we'll chop it up again Sunday and see. Um, let's get at it. See Man, got everything else going on, so it's gonna be pretty. The Dallas Stars tied a franchise record and win streak, seven wins. Should have broke it with eight. God damn, that sucked. Um, stayed up watching it. Uh, we were up four to two with roughly ten minutes left. And it was just like, goal, goal, goal. Fucking just, I mean, out of nowhere. I was so pumped. I was talking shit. Running my mouth at fucking midnight to anybody that listened to me yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, any Vegas fan. I just I'm yeah, we're just fucking pumped. Four to two with roughly ten minutes left in the fucking game and choke it all five to four. 
Um, most painful loss this year, obviously, so far. Um, that one definitely fucking sucked. If you follow along, you felt our pain. Um, for that last week, like I said, tied it up four to one with the win over Arizona. That four to five shitty fucking loss with Vegas. Then we get shut out and give up four goals against the Kings and then a two to one loss last night against San Jose. So we go from winning seven straight to losing three straight. We're going to eat that to the Sharks loss. Yeah, we know Chad. Yeah, yeah, we know Chad's in there fucking running the fucking chops. Look it up. Fucking shark gifts right now. We yeah. know Chad. We know. We like talking other sports with you, but hockey, you get on our goddamn nerves. Yeah, we're going to eat that one. I don't, man. The, like you said, the, the Vegas game, it's just – I it's like a matter of minutes. Like, I, I think I went to the bathroom and was, like, getting something to drink, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, that's how fast and it was. And then you – like, we've, we've had – every person that's watched sports has had this moment with one of their teams – where it's like, you know it's impending. Like, you're just like, this fuck is getting way the fuck out of control. And even if you're up 4-2, you're like, this is this is going to end bad. It absolutely ended bad. Oh, yeah. Fucking rolled over the next night. The game against the Kings was god-awful. Fucking terrible. 4-0 shutout. We looked like shit. And then, you know, we played the Sharks last night. Oh, yeah. It's, it, I don't... We've talked about how everyone except that first line, that man-to-man line that we've been playing has looked sluggish. And so now we see what happens when that man-to-man line is also sluggish because there was no one else picking up the slack. There was a little bit of work from Sagan during the middle of the week, but it, it, we were so fucking stagnant. And there's not even a lot to talk about. Like, If you watched any of these games, like it wasn't a goaltending problem. No. Our, our penalty kills looked fairly decent. Like, we just look like a stagnant fucking team on offense. Forwards, everything. Um, Jamie Benn's cold. Dennis Grianov is ice cold. Like, I don't think he'll be on this team. Like, he's we, – we have too many people and not enough positions, and he's not performing at a level that is going to fucking keep him here. Um, oh, yeah. We have a ton of forwards that are not fucking performing. And, like, this week was finally the culmination of all that. That Minutemen line – that first line that we've been putting out finally cooled down and there was, there was nothing there. There was nothing there when that line cooled down. There's no one else to pick up the slack. So it's yeah. shitty week on us. Yeah. Rough fucking week. Um, I mean, you take the shutout, throw it out. Arizona was obviously a good night four one win, but I mean, between those three games, I mean, yeah, you got the good win. Jamie Ben, two goals, two assists. Rope, one goal, two assists. Um, Radulov, two assists. Robo, one goal, two assists. Klingberg, two assists. Pabst, two goals. I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, uh, it, on, honestly, I don't have it wrote down, but if you, take, if you take away the fucking Arizona game, all that shit goes down real, real, oh, real yeah. fast. Yep. Um, after that seventh win, these last three games of getting our asses kicked, I mean, most of those stats I just gave you were from that fucking game. It's gone. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like Connor said, it's just stagnant, just fucking just stale, just stopped right there. We won seven. Oh, shit. We tied franchise record, and we just, like, stopped being who we are. Um, we're not acting like the greatest hockey team in the world right now, and we should be. Yep. So, three losses. Hopefully, they wake our fucking asses up. 
because um, we fucking need it. I mean, we got St. Louis uh, Tuesday night at home, and then we turn around next Friday, go to St. Louis, and then we got Chicago at home Saturday for this week until we record again. So two with the Blues, one with the Blackhawks. Um, I think we have – this is kind of what I think is cool about hockey. Um, like we're residently Oklahoma based. So like we have followers and friends that kind of dabble in all kinds of hockey. So I know, um, I'm pretty sure Jake Wood. Yep. He's he's, he's a, a big, big blue guy. Fan. And then Michael McDonald big is Blackhawks guy. Blackhawks guy. So this is, this is what's super cool about hockey is. And Chad like, just gave us fucking yeah. fear. Right? So we just deal with Chad on some Crazy ass eight ball that he loves San Jose. He's a big shark guy. Yeah, and now and just, just love sharks. Stupid ass. So, baby shark, all the sharks. Yeah, that's his. And now that's his got, new fucking ringtone. Now we got fucking. Yeah, this this week's all followers. The Blues and Blackhawks. So this is all like all this shit staying in house with Nortex people. So um, I know Jake follows us, and then uh, Mike, Mike does too. Yeah, he follows us. So. This would be a good week to chop shit up, maybe talk a little shit amongst the people. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of excited about this blues thing. And hopefully we don't split one one and somebody uh somebody comes out of this the the two oh victor. Yeah, it has to be. So we'll see. And after a three fucking losses straight, surely it's gotta be us. Mike, I love Mike's loyalty to the Blackhawks. He's he loves they they did terrible last night. Kevin Lankinen's just out behind the net, giving up giving up goals with, you know, less than a minute left. But I uh, I love the fact that Mike's just willing to willing to die for the Blackhawks. Every time we comment something stars, he's just flying in. With, Doesn't give with a some, shit. Something Blackhawks. Doesn't even revolve so, us, but fuck it. <laughs> so I love it. I'm here so, just – I'm a fucking wrecking ball, and I'm yeah. here just cause havoc. Saturday Saturday night will be exciting. We'll see how that goes. I'm, oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure the Twitter is just going to be uh, <laughs> a fucking up. meme war. Uh, <laughs> Just Blackhawks and Stars shit. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, man. Don't know if we get worse, but I guess we're going to try. The Mavs, other boys in American Airlines. Since we got to watch them last week, um, 102 loss to, the, to 99 to the Nets. Um, 104 to 96 W with the Grizzlies. And 106 to 93 loss with the uh, Pacers. Um, the Memphis win, a little silver lining. Reggie Bullock kind of woke up. Uh, he put up 15 points. Um, I mean, we signed him for his defense, but he is a, a, he's always been a decent three-point shooter. Um, hasn't been great this year. But, I mean, I still want to ride the train saying it's early, but, fuck, we're getting to the – we're getting a little bit far in the season to be giving you that benefit of the doubt. Like it's time to wake up, start. It's time to start knocking down some fucking shots. Um, defense has been good, but I don't know, man. We've just been fucking shaky this whole year. Um, the Andy loss, hundred six ninety three. Luca reaggravated his ankle. Um, Lucas missed two games in the past, like fucking two and a half weeks, two weeks, whatever. We're going to both because we're about to head to Paycom Arena, whatever fuck Oklahoma City calls it now. Yeah, Paycom building, whatever. Yeah, we will uh, be there for tip-off here in less than an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, it, uh, 
that's that's two times in two weeks that we haven't seen Luca. But hopefully he's he's got to get healthy. We're twelve and thirteen now. Um, obviously without Luca, we ain't shit. Yeah, I agree. It's early in the season, but uh, in the last week we've dropped from on the cusp of six, pushing fifth in the West, and now we're in eighth. Yeah. Um, we all liked the whole we we you know we we played good against good teams and all the shit you were saying at the beginning of the season, but it's like, you know, like we can only ride that for so long. Like yeah. at some point you got to start fucking performing. Um, everything from this week that I got there's just I mean real fucking kind of similar to the stars for me, man. It's just like mediocre performances. Um, I mean Lucas, you know he's putting up his twenty five plus. Um, it's just. We should be we should be beating the Indiana Pacers. Oh yeah, I, that's I I don't care what we play. We should be should be beating them. Um, Donna Sabonis, like that's that's what they have going for them. So uh, hopefully we're playing the NBA's worst team in the world ever in the history of the NBA. We might break the record on a so, biggest ass whooping in history. They're this team is terrible tonight. So. Uh, if we have any followers that are Thunder fans or whatever, um, hey, if you're at the fucking game, just be uh, come find us. Be cognizant of that. I think we got one. Maybe maybe we got a new follower who's a big time Thunder guy. So should be yeah. on the lookout for that content that's that's coming down tonight. Oh yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully we you know break that record, beat them by eighty four. Yeah, it'd be fucking great. So. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma City tonight. Uh, we got the Hornets Monday, the Lake Show Wednesday, and then we got a nice break until Sunday at Minnesota. So, um, Luca's not playing tonight. Maybe setting Monday and Wednesday. Uh, let him fucking rest. Let him wait all the way until Sunday. Um, pretty much a full week's rest. So, could be a lookout for that. I mean, Luca might not be playing those two games also. So. Honestly, at this point, it's still this early in the season. I'd, I'd let him rest it, uh, let that ankle get healthy because, fuck, I mean, this is his second time in two weeks that he's had to sit out. So, he's already ruled out tonight. Let him sit Monday, Wednesday. Just let him sit until next Sunday. Yeah. I, I mean, once you break, like, the top three in the West, you have Suns, Warriors, Jazz. They're, you know, well above 500. Grizzlies – Grizzlies, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Mavs, then it starts to slip. So, I'm like you said, when when this gets into the 60s, 70s, 80s games of the seasons, I want to have healthy franchise players. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, um, you know, we know Suns are going to be in the playoffs. We know the Warriors are going to be in the playoffs. We know the team are going to be in the playoffs. But also the fact that we're 12-13 right now, that, you know, we're not we're not down here at 8-20. and 20. We're not down here at 8-17, and 9-16, and 16, stuff like that. So, right. Um, we we have the role players that can that can fill these. I mean, we've seen it. You know, we said the last two games that Luca's missed. We've had people, you know, stepping up, um, stuff like that. So, you know, like you said, if if he needs to sit the first part of this week, sit, stop reaggravating shit. Yeah, let's come back out and. Uh, We'd rather we miss these three games than fucking end up reaggravating it later on and missing fifteen. Right. Um. About all we got tonight, like I said. Probably not listening to it tonight. We're gonna be at the game, but if so, check out the Twitter, follow us tomorrow. Um, the Rangers 
you've heard us talk about CBA. We're on a lockout. Um, if you want more Ranger content, uh, let us know. We can do hypotheticals. I mean, we can make shit up. We can get you fired up. We can give you the most fantasy thoughts we can fucking come up with about what we expect to come, what we don't expect to come. We can do our best to predict that shit. But while we're locked out, I mean, there's not shit we can do, they can do. But if you want it, ask us questions. Uh, we'll do our best to figure it out, give us you an answer, give you our answers and opinions. But really the only news, um, and I might pronounce this wrong, DJ Peters, who we thought was going to be a ranger on opening day, uh, signs with the Lote, I believe, the Lote Giants. Um, that's a KBA in the Korean Baseball Association. Um, Pretty well-known franchise over there. So, shout-out to DJ. I mean, he's going to be a fucking superstar there. Hell, we – pretty sure I had him on our fucking opening day roster when we first – our very first episode. But, um, yeah, good for DJ. He's going to get paid. Uh, they already said he's, he's signing for the max as a foreign player for their association. So, I mean, he's already making bank for what he can. I mean, he hit the max contract. But good for him. Hope to see him back in the MLB someday. Hope to see him back with us. But if not, uh, love the guy. So hope, hope to see him back in the MLB succeeding one day. But good for him for going to get paid and becoming a superstar. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think we're – the whole baseball world is out of standstill right now, the CBA thing. Um, <laughs> we, we definitely – I mean, I feel like we're both very well-rooted in the rangers um so we definitely even follow what we can whether it's transactional shit front office shit um stuff like that um but like you said we can you know we can for sure put stuff out there i think as the the turn of the year comes as we get closer to spring training i think we're gonna have a, a great time fucking start dabbling into that shit um with you know projections ideas especially if they get this cba stuff worked out and we just go back to regular baseball like um, I think so. Uh, the DJ Peters thing, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I think, you know, we still have, we, we still didn't see a transaction that necessarily, you know, guaranteed that we wouldn't see DJ Peters um, yeah. on our opening day roster. So, um, but like you said, you know, shout out to him, the, the absolute match you can get as a foreign player playing in the KBA. So, Oh yeah. Fucking you, you, you know, where you can't blame someone for, which, I mean, shit, if we don't have any of this wrote down, literally all we got is DJ Peter signs with the Giants. Um, but, I mean, if you, if you break it down, like, just off the top of our head, you got Adolis is our center fielder. It's locked up. Yep. If you watched fucking two Ranger games last year, you know that. Um, we just signed Cole Calhoun, probably a platoon guy. Yeah. Got a lot of left-handed bats. We got him. We got Willie, who should be back. Maybe you slide into the DH. Um, Leody Tavares will be in the mention. Um, Bubba Thompson probably there. Steel Walker. And there's still a lot of talk about us signing Suzuki. And if we sign Suzuki, he's going to be playing every fucking day. Yep. Um, so, and we still have a lot of money to play with. It's just we're froze right now. And whenever this shit hits the fan, whenever it signs off, we're back we're up and running. Baseball is going to go chaos, um, probably more chaotic than what it even already was before it. So uh, I think the Rangers do have a lot in their mind. Suzuki is a big name on their list. Um, 
we still have money to spend. We still need pitching. We've talked about Kershaw. Um, I don't know if we have Castellanos, Chris Bryant, left field money. Um, it'd be fucking great. I mean, I'm not going to cry about that. But if it happens, it happens. We're going to fucking love it. But I don't think we have that money, so go get Suzuki. And then you have your center field and your left field automatically locked up. And then right field is kind of your platoon. Or Suzuki's in the right field. And then you have Willie. Well, fuck, Willie and Cole's both left-handed bats. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on in the outfield, obviously, right now. I mean, and that's just off the top of our head. Um, but, yeah, Ranger News probably going to slow down for a bit. If you want more Ranger News for now, give us Twitter questions, Facebook questions. Just ask us. We will give it to you. But right now, all we can give you is thoughts and opinions because there's not shit going on. We are locked the fuck out. Yeah, I think um, once, once we get past the CBA thing, once we get past the turn of the year and we're a straight shot staring down spring training and a new baseball season, um, I think the, like the, the Rangers content, the baseball content that we're going to put out, I, I'm, I would venture to say that's going to be some of our best stuff. That's something that we're both oh, yeah. extremely passionate about um, and have been even before we started this. That was, that was probably the main draw that got us to doing this was that we have both lived and died with the Rangers and every, never won a fucking title. Yeah. We still love them bastards. Every single game of every single season, probably since we were shitting in our pants. Yeah. We, we both so. a piece watched 90% of the fucking games last year. Yeah. And if you're a baseball fan, you know, you know, that's a lot because it's 162 games. Half of them's in the middle of the fucking day. I mean, we, we watched 90% of the games and we won 60 of them. Yeah. So I think you know we we love this fucking team. We know our knowledge. We'll give you a lot of shit on them when we can. But right now we're just kind of shit, kind of fucked. Watch out. Um, we had two giveaways. Um, the first one Saturday, January eighth, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, two tickets. Gonna post it on Facebook and Twitter, but uh, Justin Feaster is our winner. Um, congratulations, Justin. I know he said something. I think he's never been to a professional game, um, hockey game, I don't think. Yeah, so, so that is one – we love sports in general. <laughs> All of our followers love sports. There's something about watching a fucking live hockey game, man, especially in comparison to TV. So, man, that's uh, – I'm fucking – I'm pro for any – like, if you're – I don't even care if you're a hockey fan. I don't care if it's a team in your life. Like, if you can go watch a hockey game, just be in that environment, that shit's awesome. So, yeah, absolutely. Shout out, Justin. Congrats. Uh, which one? Uh, the bottom one. Ah. Uh, the other giveaway, Saturday, January 15th, the Mavs against Orlando Magic. Um. Matt Effinger on Facebook is our winner for that one. So be posting that too. So I know whole thing was follow and share, but they'll probably hear it too. So you're going to hear it, but we're going to tag them both on Facebook. Uh, that's our winners for our drawings. Uh, thanks for definitely. Thanks for following along. Thanks for sharing our shit. Um, more of it. There's Fuck, that's, 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 how, that's how we get the name out there. That's how we get more content. That's how we get more giveaways, more better giveaways. 
um, the more you give us, the more we can give you. So we appreciate y'all. We appreciate everybody that shared it. Um, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and shout out to y'all too for winning that shit. Um, and stay tuned. We'll, we'll, we'll be doing more of that. Um, not sure when, but we, we have ideas. We're turning them. Uh, we got plenty of shit coming for y'all. We love this shit. Honestly, maybe more than y'all do. We're, we're, we're enjoying our fucking selves yeah. doing this. So, uh, we love our teams. We love Dallas sports and literally all we want to do is just fucking grow not just one game, but all these games with you, all these teams with you. We want y'all to learn why we love the Cowboys, why we love the Stars, why we love the Mavs, why we love the Rangers. So you're not just – I mean, if you want to be a Fairweather fan, fine. That's that's cool. Do it. But if you really want to become invested, check us out. Ask us questions. Fuck, we ain't got to be recording. Just fucking tweet us. One of us will be always – pretty much always on Twitter ready to fucking fire back at you. You know, fill you in, let you know the question you got about whatever sport. And if one of us, odds are 99% of the time, one of us is going to know what the fuck we're talking about. I mean, in-depth questions, we will be able to let you know. So that's why we do this. I mean, we enjoy talking sports. That's why we decided to start recording this. But we just want to grow, one, the game of these sports. We want to grow baseball fans i mean football's huge already fuck it we know that we want to grow hockey fans we want to grow basketball fans basketball's pretty big too we also want to grow ranger fans stars fans mass fans we we want to grow the fan base along with the fan base of the sport so we love y'all's interactions we love y'all sharing our shit we love y'all staying in touch with us so keep coming with it keep giving us questions keep fucking staying in touch um we love y'all um, this week, my Texas Heat. We want Dak. Uh, God damn it. Damn. We doubling down? Got it. <sighs> Double. It's we're big, obvious. We're big it's Dak obvious. guys. God damn. Yeah, I mean, fuck. It's obvious. Dak looked lost today. Um, I mean, shit, I can go back to his fucking stats, wherever the fuck it was. But even the stats, didn't, like we talked about, didn't even fucking show it. Um, we're 22 for 39, 211, one TD, two picks. Dak looked lost. Um, underthrown balls, overthrown balls. The picks were fucking awful. One fourth quarter, Greg Olson said, I, he just didn't see him coming. But fuck you, dude. He was right in front of his fucking receiver. Like, he couldn't see his receiver coming because the linebacker was right there. Pick six. Why, do you think, why was the game so close? Those two picks. They're fucking huge. Um, Dak's got to do better. Our defense played their asses off. Um, and I'm not even going to blame the, blame the whole offense. I mean, it really wasn't the offense. Dak just did not play a very good game. Yep, same. I'm doubling down, going Dak. Uh, last six games, um, he's had one game with a completion percentage over 70%. You can call that crazy. You can say, hey, come here, set your standards high, whatever. Um, like I said, we're big Dak guys. If you're a Cowboys fan, if you follow Cowboys and you're not vested big in Dak, you know that 70, that, that's that's an easy number. Um, same thing with his yards. I mean, 211 today, 238 last week. He did have a good game against the Raiders. We know how that went. His rating was over 100. 216 at the Chiefs. Um, he's a 300-yard guy. That's, yes. Um, and we've talked about it plenty. Even even when he doesn't meet those 
theoretical benchmarks that we have set in our head. I mean, we, we have rationale why. Today, um, you know, it, it, it didn't look, he, he looked very out of place. That's his ratings 58 today. Um, he looked very out of place. His decision-making looked slow. The dynamics of him as a playmaker looked slow. He's, he's a quarterback that knows when to tuck, when to run, when to split the defense, when to do this, when to do that. That wasn't there today. Um, so I'm with you. I'm doubling down. I think he has got to figure something out. We, he's, the, he's a staple of this offense. All the names that we have, all the players that we have, all the dynamics that we have still falls back on him. He's a decision maker. This is his team. Um, it's not terrible. It's not a panic mode, but he's the type of player that it definitely has to be better than this. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, we've hit on 100 times. Our offense is deep. But without Dak Prescott, this offense ain't shit. Um, and, I mean, to be honest, no knock against Cooper Rush, but, fuck, we saw it earlier in the year. When Dak was out, I mean, we won, but it was rough. Yep. Um, I mean, we want to go compete in January, go win a fucking Super Bowl in February. Dak's got to be there, and Dak's got to play well. And you get Dak to play like Dak should. And Dak, I'll say it, Dak should win an MVP at some point. Um, might not be this year. Fuck, he just came off ankle injury, fucking snapped leg injury. Um, Dak is the caliber of a quarterback that should win an MVP at some point in his career. Dak should also win a fucking Super Bowl. If his defense is this fucking good and his offense is that deep, Dak plays at Dak's capability. We're a Super Bowl contender every fucking time. So, yeah, Dak's got to be better. Um, my lone star this week, though. Staying on the offensive side of the ball, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore's a fucking genius, and I know he's going to get head coach off here. Um, and I'm going to start writing letters to Jerry Jones to pay him whatever the fuck he needs. We will start a goddamn GoFundMe. Keep Kellen Moore in Dallas, whether as an offense coordinator, and we've hit on Mike McCarthy a thousand times this year. We've tried to not dog him because we've won, we're a winning fucking team. Um, even though lately we've struggled. We'll start a goddamn GoFundMe to keep Kellen Moore in Dallas because I guarantee Cowboys Nation across the fucking country, across the world, will pitch in money to keep that motherfucker in Dallas. His jumbo package, he's had he's had these jumbo packages all year, which has been fucking beautiful, throwing a, a, like a Connor Williams or fucking throwing him at fullback to leave block. Today he broke out one of the best fucking setups I've ever fucking seen. He has two fucking like guards at tight ends. And then he throws Zeke at fullback, which hold on, we'll get to that. There's Zeke at fullback who we've talked about numerous times throughout the year. One of the best pass blockers as a running back, you know, if not the best pass blocking running back at fullback to block. And then CD who's one of the best fucking receivers and returners in the league. You've seen it at fucking OU in college. You've seen it here. Dude can run the ball. He's a fucking – CD's a freak of an athlete. But that package, you have extra linemen, and then you have Zeke leading for CD who can create all kinds of habit. Nobody – nobody's ever done this. And Kellen Moore's a fucking genius for it. And so, Kellen is my lone star. His mind is so goddamn creative. He just keeps it churning. Okay, okay, okay. What can I do? What can I do? How can I make – how can I fool the fucking defense? And 
if you watched today and if you did notice the package, Zeke never touched the ball. And a lot of it was third and close. So pay attention later on. There's going to be a third and one, third and two in a big time situation. One, we're going to hand the ball off to Zeke at the fullback spot. Two, guess what? Triple option. Fake to Zeke. Dax running. Do I pitch to CD? Do I keep it? Pay attention to that shit because Kellen Moore is a fucking genius. And I swear to God, we're going to start sending letters to fucking Jerry Jones. And if not, we're starting to go fund me. But that is my long song. Kellen Moore, you're a fucking genius. Just per se, just think about that. As a, as a defensive coordinator, you're going to play the Dallas Cowboys. And one of the things you have to tell yourself that you're going to need to review is the potential for a triple option involving Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and C.D. Lamb. <laughs> so, with, with extra guards. Yeah, with this jumbo slash double jumbo whatever, like fucking Greg Olson didn't even know what to call it. The man played tight end his whole career. He was like, I, this is a jumbo package, a double <laughs> jumbo package. Kevin, I don't even know what this is. Yeah. I just want, <laughs> Imagine yourself as a defensive coordinator. You go in, you spend all week reviewing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know, Dak plays like this. You know, they have a two running back set, blah, 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 blah. And you, then you have this huge asterisk in your fucking film. And you say, also at any time, they can throw out the potential of a triple option with, you know, a grade A quarterback, a top tier running back, and easily a top tier receiver. There's every every person that didn't draft CD Lamb was it 17 picks? 17. 17 picks every single Sunday when they watch CD Lamb in the open field, they just fucking hate themselves. With six or seven fucking offensive linemen blocking. Yeah. It's so imagine being a defense coordinator thinking. Hey, there's there's a chance that this fucking guy on the other sideline over there literally makes me come up with a plan <laughs> to defend Dak Prescott being able to make the decision to hand it off to Ezekiel Elliott to run with it or to run with it and then pitch it to CD Lamb. What the fuck do I need to do? Just think about that. If you don't, if you don't think, if you don't like some of the plays Kevin Moore runs, if you don't think he's there for it, think about that and how he puts that into the mind of the other team. Is our offensive coordinator on Jersey Watch? That'd be cool. Hey, man, fuck it. I mean, like, give me the Boise State when I rock that shit. Killing Moore. Killing Moore's on our fucking list. I'll get a Boise State Broncos jersey. Oh, yeah. Hey, fuck. You got anything left? We got 50 minutes till tip off. No, only big thing I got, I'm going to do just a fucking real quick honorary fucking. Lone Star, um, fucking Ben Bishop, man. Oh, goddamn. I can't believe I've left that off. He's a he's – Hat tip. Yeah, big-time Dallas Star guy. Um, he, everyone knows if you follow the Dallas Stars. Um, he tore his meniscus. He's been rehabbing. He's um, He's been the opposite of what most athletes do, honestly. Most athletes ride this out. Um, they try – to essentially when you're his age in your mid thirties, milk it for everything it's worth. He's done the exact opposite. He's worked day in and day out. Um, and Jim Neal has been great about doing whatever this team needed to do to have four goalies to allow Ben Bishop, whether he's practicing, whether he's white Jersey, what, whatever's happening. Uh, ben Bishop has tried very hard to rehab himself, to get back 
yeah. Dallas. He had an AHL start the other night. Um, he gave up eight goals on 34 shots, and it wasn't pretty. He knew it wasn't pretty. And I think him being back in the full dynamics of hockey uh, kind of made him realize, you know, this knee never really healed. Like He's the largest, the largest goalie in the NHL. He's 6'7", 6'8", Um, So when those knees go, those knees go, man. So uh, that's what it is. If um, if there's anything more dynamic on your knees than playing hockey or playing in the goal um, professionally for the last 10 years, um, please let me know what it is. But, yeah, yeah, uh, he's been great. He's been a stars guy. We've had some good runs with him in the net. Um, ended up, you know, hanging it up, 413 games. <laughs> He's been a Vizina finalist three times. He's a great fucking goalie. Um, he left a lot of good shit with what we have to build right now. So, Oh, yeah. Um, we're definitely going to talk about Michael Parsons a lot in the future. That's who I would go with, my lone star. we got a fucking basketball game to get to. But Ben Bishop, fucking hats off, man. Yeah. Dallas Stars love you. Uh, you know, we'll see your jerseys for fucking years to come. Oh, yeah. And you have definitely laid the foundation for, you know, uh, Jay Conjure to come in and take this team over. Maybe stick around, be an advisor. So, that's all I got, man. Um, we're in a rush, we're in a hurry. Live show, yeah. shit like that. We got merch. Follow us, hit us up. We got all sizes, shirts, koozies, fucking all of it. Here it is. Let us know what you want. Going to games, more tickets, more content. Yeah, we got to get the tip off. So, hit us up. Let us know. See y'all. We'll see y'all.